0: Well, good morning, everyone. We are excited to continue on our series Uh, we have been going for the last couple of weeks, and we are we are attempting to make it all the way through the Bible from the beginning of Genesis all the way through Revelation in six weeks. And thus far, we've gone two weeks, and we've made it to chapter 12 of Genesis. So today, uh, we're going to have to speed it up a little bit, okay? All right? So today, here's what we're covering right here. I marked it so that we could could do it. Anybody a speed reader in here? Because this is the section right here that we're going to cover today. All right? So uh, how are we going to do that? Well, I'm just that talented and you're just that smart, so we can handle it, right? All right, that's what we're going to go with, okay? So we are going through and just kind of looking at the big picture things that God does all throughout Scripture because the whole Bible is a salvation story. The entire scripture is a salvation story where God brings us back to what he intended in the beginning. And that's what we talked about the first week, the beginning, that God created and it was good. God created the earth. God created uh, humanity and placed the image of God on us and said, it is good. This is a beautiful masterpiece, an unbelievable creation and something to celebrate and enjoy. However, last week as we got into it, uh, sin entered the world and destroyed and corrupted. And uh, we used a little spray paint last week on our mural, uh, but our mural is starting to uh, come back into focus here as it's kind of sin is depicted by the destruction of, you know, everything that God intended that was good. Anytime we disobey and fall uh, away from what God's intent was, is it destroys And we uh, looked at and saw all the consequences of sin, broken relationships, pain, toil, all of the things that we know very well by living in this world today. And so we're moving on now to the next section, which kind of, in a way, I would say is kind of like in... In a home makeover, if you've ever been a part of a, like done a home makeover or a big construction project, or if you're like me and you've had nothing to do with anything like that, but you've watched a few of those shows on TV where they come in and make everything over, uh, it's kind of like the we're in the phase of all of a sudden pulling everything out and everything is like has to get destroyed and down to the studs in order to make it all new. And so, kind of to refresh our memory and to kind of remind ourselves where we've been in the conversation, uh, we're going to read kind of this evolving, growing creed that we are um, kind of going through. So, if you would, humor me and read this with me so we can recap. God, the world you created is good. Out of nothingness, you spoke life into being, breathing into us the breath of life. You created mankind In your own image. Yet, our sin has stained your creation, bringing broken relationships, pain, toil, and death. God, give us strength to be a part of your epic story. So that's where we're at right now, and we're gonna begin in the book of Genesis, chapter 12, right where we left off. And this is a very important passage of Scripture. It's a turning point passage of Scripture that is something, you know. If you know John three sixteen in the New Testament, this is maybe as critical to the Old Testament story is this passage right here where God comes and calls Abraham. So it says this. The Lord said to Abraham, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham went as the Lord told him, and Lot went with him. So this passage is kind of the beginning of really this phase in the story where God does something really profound. God... Uh, engages himself in the story, really in human history. He really calls a person. He calls Abraham. He shows up and he says, I'm going to do something. Will you like go with me on this journey? And so he goes to Abraham and says, you know what? I have a big plan for you. For you to become a great nation and for you to be blessed. And the point of it is th- so that all the earth will be blessed through you. If you understand this passage, now we, we can kind of sum up the entire Old Testament story. Where it's saying God is intervening and calling people and bringing people into this reclamation project. And so, he's, so Abraham jumps in. And the first thing it says is, you know, he takes those steps of faith and he goes and he moves and he decides to walk uh, and and do these things. But like I said, this is the phase of Scripture and the portion of Scripture that it's pretty ugly at this point in time. It's pretty difficult and challenging at this point in time. It is the time where you're you're going through and you're pulling up that old carpet, you're finding all the you know like all of the mess, all of the destruction, all of the stuff, and you're trying to like piece by piece walk towards something that that like is what God intended from the beginning. And so as we go through this, and sometimes many people like hesitate in this whole section of scripture. And we kind of like almost skip over this whole portion of scripture. This whole big chunk. Because it's, it's so otherworldly. And it's so hard. And it's so like, what in the world is going on? There are awful, crazy stories in this section of scripture. Because guess what? They're, they're pulling back carpet. They're opening up stuff. And it's a mess. And it's a disaster. And... And it's just kind of just starting to unfold. And this is the phase they're in. And so as you go through these portions of scripture, it's, it's, it's a bunch of failure. It's a bunch of confusing stories. And it's God all the way through trying to point people in the right direction. And so Abraham is called and Abraham starts to move and he starts to go. And Abraham has promised that he will, he will become a great nation. And his, his family and his birthright will become a great nation that blesses all of the earth. And so he has a son Isaac, which is a big surprise to him. He has his son at his old age. And Isaac has a son Jacob. And throughout scripture we hear this kind of term over and over. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Saying, I am the God of these people who, call, who I called and worked with and, and, and they said yes and they responded. I am that same God and I'm working in and through you as well. And so it's foundational. These people and these figures. And in some ways, Jacob's story sums up how this goes. In Genesis chapter 32, Jacob, the grandson of Abraham, has this encounter with God. And he is is there, and there's lots of um, imagery that is going on that we need to grapple with. Is that Jacob spends the night wrestling with God. And then it says, in Genesis 32, 14, at the end of this encounter, it says, Your name will no longer be Jacob. But Israel, for you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. And this is the picture of the nation of Israel. And this is the picture of God's people all throughout the Old Testament. A group of people that God makes a covenant relationship with. And says, if you follow me, I will bless you and many, many things will happen through you. But the reality is, it was a wrestling match the entire time. And there was ups and downs and struggles, and that is what identified the nation of Israel. That is the name of this covenant people, is the people who wrestle with God and struggle with God. You know, so many parallels to our lives if you think about it. So many different things that you can say, I, I can relate to that a little bit. I think about my own life and all of the different times where I know the path I'm supposed to go and I'm just kind of walking along, but I just kind of get distracted, you know, and I'm just kind of off course all the time. It's, um, I saw that the movie, anybody see the movie up? Okay? And they have the little dog that's just walking along and then he's like, squirrel and he goes over to the other direction. Squirrel. And that's kinda like that's that's what we do all the time, right? We kinda know the path, maybe we come and we get reminded of it, but we're like, squirrel, it's over there, over there, over and, and God continues, and this is the whole old testament. All these people are walking along, they understand what they're supposed to do, but they just keep getting off course, get distracted. Make it more relatable for my life. It's kind of more like my dieting. You know what I mean? Okay, all right. I'm going to get it under control. Donut. Donut. All right. And then I run towards the donut. Pizza. uh, Or my uh, job at school. Everybody's like, hey, it's Valentine's Day, everybody. Candy for everyone. And they're just throwing it everywhere. And um, I'm going to start my diet again on Tuesday. Uh, uh, That's how it goes, right? But this is the picture in the Old Testament. And it's interesting that God dedicates all of this space to kind of these ups and downs and these struggles and these constantly frustrating passages of Scripture where it's like generation after generation, people have a path. And they just keep going off of it. And they just keep getting distracted. And they just keep going their own way. And this is the story of the Old Testament. And in many ways, the story of us. And maybe there's part of that that is really important for us to embrace and reflect on and start to realize that God is always taking us down that path and trying to set us straight. And we're always, we're always going in the wrong direction. And God continues endlessly to break down those walls. Uh, how does the song lyrics go? It was, it was a good... S- How's the song lyrics go, Tim? Go ahead. Go, come on. Go ahead. I think I'm singing the wrong one. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no, There's no, no wall you won't kick down. Wall you won't, you won't kick yeah, down. Lie you won't tear down coming after me. Lie you won't tear down coming after me. That's the picture, right? They got endlessly over and over. Patiently directs them again to the right path. And that's the that, that's picture through the Old Testament. It's frustrating and tiring almost sometimes to read it. Because you see over and over people making those same mistakes again and again. But the story of the Old Testament is all about this covenant people. The covenant people that God says, we're going to walk through this road together, and we're going to continue, and we're going to persevere, because there's something coming that will change everything. But I need people to to, to get engaged and to follow. I need people to be a part of it, participate, activate themselves, and be a part of this story. And so we see as the Old Testament continues... That, um, of course, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob um, has many, many descendants. And there's seasons of time where they're enslaved, particularly enslaved by the Egyptians. And Moses, who is um, a descendant several hundred years later, is somebody that God calls again. And in Exodus chapter 14, we see as the Israelites have been enslaved um, for, for several generations... Um, God shows up and intervenes and helps them to get out of slavery. And they finally get out of the grips of Pharaoh, move out of Egypt, are on their way out. And here's the story that takes place. It says this in verse 10 of chapter 14. Um, The Israelites take off and Pharaoh um, attacks or follows with his army as Pharaoh approached In the desert. Moses answered the people Do not be afraid, stand firm, and you'll see the deliverance the Lord will bring to you today. The Egyptians you see today, you'll never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And the great salvation story of the Old Testament is the picture of. Uh, Moses raising his hands and the waters parting and the, the nation of Israel really coming into their own, walking through on dry land and uh, are saved from destruction by a group of people that have been enslaving them for years and years and years. God intervenes in a way only God can and shows and demonstrates to them that it's only through God's power that this can happen be still trust God and something amazing will happen that that you, you can't do with your own might and your own strength And so the nation of Israel really emerges and really gets initiated when they cross the Red Sea and are saved from destruction. And there's a series of people throughout then the Old Testament that are these figures that come up and kind of try to set Israel in the right direction as they're kind of going all over the place and wander back and forth and get led astray and sometimes follow God. And there's all these people and these leaders that at various stages in the nation's development emerge and God calls and God helps them to, um, to, to move the story forward. Uh, after kind of they, they get across dry land. There's a season of time where these, there's these figures called judges. Where they're kind of these very flawed individuals. That are actually people that, that do kind of these miraculous things. That, that shake kind of the Israelites out of their funk. Or kind of do a specific purpose. Or a specific mission to kind of focus the people. And there's stories like Samson and other judges. People that are in that era, they kind of like wake up uh, the nation of Israel to what God is doing and kind of get their attention. Later on, the nation really focuses in and sees all the other people around them and sees the kingdoms that they're establishing. And the people cry out and beg God for a king. And, uh, and God relents and says, you know what? I'm your king, but if you want a, a king... You can have a king. And there's, there's good kings and there's bad kings. There's people who follow closely to God. And the majority of them really don't. And they're led just like other, any other nation is. Sometimes they're dealing with strife within. There's division. There's times where the kingdom splits up. There's times where they go into exile. There's times where there's fights and all of these things that, that take place. And all of this is, you know, uh, all throughout the Old Testament, but God still is working and using. And again, as they are continue to walk along and they're looking all these directions, God continues to kind of try to keep them straight towards a path, towards something that is coming. And throughout this whole season, uh, that there's all these kings and, and all of this, this Nation building and then destruction and all of these kind of back and forth with the with the country Um, There's prophets that emerge all throughout this season And these are people that are not powerful people But they're people whose heart is close to God and they hear the voice of God And we have all these these books in the Bible where where the prophets are kind of uh, Calling out to people who are running astray and saying turn back and follow God. Turn back and follow God. Repent of your sin. Go back to what you're supposed to do. We've gotten off course again. You got to get back. And God is doing something, but focus. You know, keep keep going the path that God wants. We have all of these prophets that emerge. And so, the Old Testament sometimes is, man, it is crazy. And there's all this stuff going on and it is messy and it's ugly. And sometimes it's hard to see and understand Like, who's doing the right thing? Who's doing the wrong thing? Because it's just, it's kind of, it's a big mess sometimes. Why would God do this? And that's a question that we should ask. It's a question that we see. It's a big part of the story. Why does God go through all this mess? And why does God, like, allow, you know, incredible seasons of time where almost the majority of people are completely gone astray why does God allow it that you know maybe there's one voice in the wilderness one prophet out there shouting everybody follow God and nobody's even listening to him why would God allow this and it's a pretty profound story when you reflect on all that God is doing that God in his wisdom says I will engage humanity in this salvation process you are going to be involved. You're gonna be engaged. It's not like those reality shows of uh, redoing the house where the team shows up and you kinda of go off on vacation for the week and you come back and it's revealed. That's nice, uh, you know, that would be nice. But this is real world here, right? And if you have started a project on your own, it's, it's messy and it's hard. And there's setbacks, and it's kind of—it's it, 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 hard sometimes. You've got to figure it out. And there's all kinds of uh, ups and downs and delays and things like this. And this is what God does throughout the Old Testament, is he engages people in doing this. He engages faulted, flawed people in, what he's, in, in part of his story. And so as you're reading through the Scripture and many times confused— Understand the season of time that this, this Old Testament is. It's the season that everything is kind of being pulled back and uncovered and things are starting to emerge and starting to get put back right. But if you read the Old Testament closely, you'll see a thread that goes all the way throughout. And there's always a thread that says, you know what, something is coming. Over and over and over. Something is coming and someone is coming that will save all of us from our sins. That this which exists right now is not the final plan. Something's coming that will make everything right. That will make sense. That will help us to put everything back together. But there is this season of waiting and struggling and difficulty. There's things that we have to reflect on and realize in this. Is that that we have to be participants in this story. Each and every one of us. Each and every one of us is called not to sit back and watch and just to like see the movie played out. We are really called to participate. And there's so many times people have just walked away from faith saying... You know what? It's too messy. It's too complicated. There is drama. There is heartache. There is sin all over. And it's filled. The churches are filled with it. Yes, that's true. And, it's, and that is what God is about. And that is what God is doing. Maybe you can personally relate. You know what? There's things that are stirring. There's things that are moving. There's things that are starting to unfold in your life, but it's still a mess and it's still really hard and it's still like just kind of like deconstructed and not put back together yet. But God is saying, I am going, I'm doing something and something is emerging and something is working and something is moving forward. And he allows this. And there's seasons of time for, for generation upon generation where this struggle is very, very real. And it's dark, and it's hard, and it's ups and downs. And that's the story. But God calls Abraham and he says, I will make you a great nation, and all people on earth will be blessed through you. The call of Abraham is something that doesn't like, really come into fruition in his lifetime. It doesn't come into fruition even ten generations after his lifetime. It's something that happens over the course of the entire story of Scripture. But he's willing to participate and he's willing to act. He's willing to get dirty. He's willing to get involved. And so the question for each and every one of us is we have that same call that is on our lives where we say, are we going to engage in the mess and participate in what God is doing? Or are we just, you know, going to get completely distracted and give up and quit? Because there's all this mess all around and I don't want to be a part of it. Abraham steps up and he says, yes, I will follow you, God. He's a faulted person and flawed person. Just like me and you. He has ups and downs, and he has struggles, and he has times of doubt. And he has times where he does not he's not quite sure if it's going to come true, what he was promised. Just like me and you. And all of these generations, time and time again, every single one, there has to be somebody that says, Okay, God, I'm going to roll up my sleeves, and I'm going to participate, and I'm going to get in in that mess, and... I'm not quite exactly sure what you're doing right here and now. But I'm going to engage. And that's what God does. He calls his people. Who will make a covenant. An agreement. An arrangement with him that says. God you can count on me. You, I'll show up. I'll participate. I may get it wrong sometimes. But God I'm going to follow. And I'm going to engage. And I'm going to be a part of what you're doing in this world. And that's. The story of the Old Testament. And there's a few details that we left out. Uh, but, uh, but in our Bible study tonight, we'll cover all of it. We'll, uh, we'll get it all covered. But understand if you're in that time where things are not settled and not perfectly put back into place. That, that, that this has been a part of the story for generation and generation. That God is doing something. And he's doing something in you. And he's doing something in our world. In our neighborhood. And God calls us to say. Where are you at right now? And what can you do right here, right now to be a part of it? It's going to be ugly. It's going to be painful. It's going to be messy. And sometimes it will be really hard. And that's what God is calling us to participate in. Sometimes. You'll be all the way all alone. Sometimes you'll have to kind of do things that nobody else is willing to do. Sometimes it's there's going to be a lot of people that are that are are not following along. Is there going to be anybody that is willing to participate in the work that I'm doing in this world? And that's what happens through the Old Testament. I can reflect multiple times in. Our adventure here in starting a new church, where there's so many times when you're like, you know, uh, uh, am I doing the right thing? Should we be doing this? You look at all the other churches and all the other places, all the other things that people are doing, and you're like, Man, they're doing some really cool stuff um, I'm not sure if you know, we can keep up Maybe we should just sit in the back row of those cool churches And uh, participate in what they're doing And you know what has happened to me personally And this is something that each and every one of us I think has to gra- grasp with Is God has always showed up in my life When maybe I, I wanted to look somewhere else And always said No, this is the path that I have for you I need someone right here And you need to do this And you need to follow, you you need to keep following along right here. This is where I have placed you. And there's all these other people doing all these things great. This is what I've placed you to do right here, right now. Have you cried out to God and asked God, God, why me? Why here? Why now? What what, what, What have you placed in my heart to do? Because God shows up And God calls and God moves those people who are willing to listen, who are willing to be involved and be engaged. And that's part of his story. And it's a mess. Will you pray with me? God, there's so many stories in the Old Testament, it confused me. Seems so messy and violent and just challenging. But God, I know and I believe that you're doing something. That you were changing humanity from the inside out. That one step at a time you were moving us towards something, something beautiful. So God, forgive us for our sins. Forgive us for not recognizing and realizing that the mess that we're in is kind of the mess that we've created. And thank you, God, for not giving up on us. Thank you for getting involved and being a part of our world. We thank you for those incredible, faithful men and women throughout time that said, Okay, God, not sure what you're doing, but I'll follow you. And God, now in our time, we pray that we, would too, we too would be faithful. What have you put in front of us? Right here, right now. What mess do you want us to get involved with? I invite you just to take a moment to talk to God right now. There's many times we're faced with the temptation to just kind of throw up our hands and give up, walk away from the challenging things that present themselves in our life. But God has called us to be engaged, to be involved. He's called people from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob all the way to today to say, will you you follow what I'm doing? Will you be a part of the solution instead of part of the problem? And in big ways and small ways, every day we have the choice to participate and be involved or to be led astray. God help us. So right now I challenge you just to cry out to God and say, God, help me to be a part of the solution. God use me. God, if you need somebody to do something here in my time, my place, my neighborhood, you can count on me.